0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I'm joined, as always, by... Leander, Natty Lewis, now, but everybody calls me Unati,
1: And... And Jeremy Cobb. Or, as Austin Johnson calls me, the Nicolas Cage of podcasting.
0: Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong
2: dragon. <laughs> Full Prince vibe. <laughs>
1: this makes them even more black.
2: Cake glitches and bitches
1: And lands in the cusp of a ball. Oh no! Oh, on a nat 20. No! <laughs> you think this is just a game?
2: something real big now.
1: <laughs> One of my all-time what? favorites that has been thus far. I mean, is that a compliment? Wow. Is it
0: Snake Eyes Nicolas Cage
1: or Con Air
0: Nicolas Cage? Um, He's won an
1: Oscar, right? It, it really depends on your opinion of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, do you, I, it, there's a really good, for those of you who haven't seen a really good Wisecrack video on Nicolas Cage that actually takes a lot of what he does quite seriously uh, and actually and like goes into how he's deliberately he's actually trying like his acting style is actually intentional. And he's trying to do a very uh, expressionist referential style that is like evocative of other things uh, that all, at the same time often seems completely bonkers. But like an example of this <laughs> is in the movie Kick-Ass when he plays Big ah, Daddy. Yes. Big, yeah. His whole Big Daddy performance, and this was known at the time, is an impression of Adam West and no one in the cast like cuz they were all young knew what he was doing so like his whole, every line every line delivery was very strange and stilted and he like the idea was (laughs) that this guy would have grown up watching Adam West's Batman he bases his costume on Batman so why wouldn't he base his entire persona on Adam West's Batman which is great if you know what he's referencing but if you don't he just seems like a complete (laughs) lunatic and Uh, I can openly
2: admit as a child watching that film I was like what is this old man doing (laughs)
1: yeah yeah but it's actually like a very well thought out performance and effective if you know what he's referring They also the movie Mandy, they talk about like a scene in the bathroom where he's like just making all these weird animalistic noises in this moment of grief. And they're saying that in that moment, he's trying to evoke the death growl that you hear in a lot of heavy metal Uh, because that whole movie is very heavy metal stylized. Like it's, it's got like a metal – I haven't seen the whole movie, but uh, apparently the movie has like a – draws from a lot of metal iconography and that sort of thing. So he's like making all these like oh, oh, sounds like to express his grief, which if you get what he's referring to is actually a really interesting idea. But out of context is just really weird.
0: It just sounds very, like very a reach weird. to me It's just
2: a
1: reach What you're saying what you're saying, to, what you're saying Jeremy... he's, he's confirmed a lot of this <laughs> <laughs> He said he was doing it Out of West impression No no I think what yeah, she's I saying make... Is that he's making a
2: reach, reach. Nicholas Cage is making a reach That we're face. gonna get this
0: like... You're reaching
2: uh, So Hey Halflings this week uh we've got some uh we've we've got some fun we thought we would dig into the uh the some new U a that got released there's some rather ghoulish u a uh that has been released with some new lineages uh first of all before we dig into anything I thought just interesting that they are um we're now getting u a for lineages specifically I thought that was like an interesting little uh, divergence from stuff that they've done in the past uh and i wanted to just like get your reaction to the fact that they're very clearly calling this as a lineage and that you can play any uh species or race and then have this this lineage i thought is this potentially is this is this them trying something out here maybe because uh, i think this could be quite an interesting uh development for for 5e if this was something they were they are willing to explore
0: more what do you guys think um, yeah, um, I think it's pretty exciting. They're, um, like, if you look at, like, you know, their backgrounds and bases, like being able to, like, build up a lineage like a vampire or ghoul or like an old hag. That's pretty, that's pretty fun and exciting. Um, yeah, I think that'll be interesting to explore.
2: I, I think there there's a lot in, uh the idea of making the game more flexible that we've spoken about like at length. And I think this, for me, is starting to introduce a little bit what we are discussing recently and the idea of more like personalized backgrounds uh, as opposed to it just being like a blanket one-size-fits-all for everyone belonging to that race or species, which is, I think, why the lineage uh, is quite, ex- quite an exciting prospect for me. Um, and I think there's so much that you could then do with that um it, it, you know it, i don't know what other lineages like sort of in this realm that you could pick i guess but like it could probably open the door to more um sort of should we say like uh physically like, uh, like um uh, physically adept you know things like you could have like an athlete lineage or a you know a knight lineage or a do you know what i mean So the idea of you devoted your life to a particular direction which has an NA uh, quite a big impact on your physiology and how your uh, your mental state and all that kind of thing uh, could be an interesting uh, uh, proposition going forward.
0: Yeah, I guess it just allows for more specificity, which is kind of what like makes the game exciting. Is just being allowed to be more and more detailed and unique in your character
1: creation, pretty much. Well, looking looking at the actual yeah, like looking at the actual descriptions, the traits, it does appear like they they it seems like they refer to. I think somewhere in here they they use. Let me see, in draft form, because they say lineages at the top, but then I feel like it's, yes, then it says this document features three new race options to play test. Yeah. So in the actual document itself, it refers to them as races. Um, and it seems like these are essentially, I don't think these are meant to be grafted onto an existing race. It looks like these are meant to be, it well it doesn't even it sure. says it,
2: well, it says creature type it, so it basically says that um uh most player characters of any humanoid type uh so uh it, then it lists the type of uh, like other things that you can you can play as but it says you can play as a humanoid which basically incorporates the existing um you know uh, D&D races/species um and then also i think there's other things like undeads and uh, and things like 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 that and it sort of goes into talking about how different spells and things affect you because you're technically class is undead right uh mm-hmm. but you're also a humanoid so things like cure wounds still works on you etc 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 so i do think the idea is that you can play it uh, actually it does definitely says creating a character uh yes so whether you're creating a character of a human race or one of the game's fantastical races uh you can uh, alternatively um uh, uh if you choose one of the lineages um you might once have been a member of another race, but now, uh, but you aren't any longer. You now possess the lineage's racial traits. So it's that's basically what i thought. saying. Yeah, like, it's like
1: a, a thing that you can get that replaces your previously existing racial yes.
2: traits. So it, yeah. it replaces it, but I still like the idea of you know uh, you being able to play like a undead Arakokra, or do you know what I mean?
1: It's not yeah, specifically like saying you it, have to it be essentially like essentially like reskins. And like, yeah, if you were on, if you were, for instance, a Dampier. Uh, which is like the vampire thing that they have it would be really weird if you just couldn't fly anymore you know what i mean super weird there's certain things that i feel like should be consistent between Mm. the two
2: yeah well this was this was actually because this was something that i was then thinking about is like you know um I, i think this is this this could be an interesting um a bunch of new of new tools because i think it might allow for a slightly more fun conversations with dms exactly like that where you say well like you know i still want to be a an aracokra, but you know it's not like i'm uh, uh like a uh, like a hex blood or a or reborn where my physio like my physiology has changed from when i was an Aarakocra. So there's no ne- there's no reason that my wings would be gone yeah do you know what i mean so i think you definitely can then have that conversation and be like Hey, well, can I still have that? And well, we, you know, we did it uh, with uh, with Rigaudu where we had to kind of, you know, uh, give and take. There's like we were like, oh, you're kind of doubling up on that ability, so maybe you can have sort of something else instead. Yeah, um, and I, I definitely think they'll will need to be a bit of that. Short of just everyone playing like a damper as just a human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like everyone just being like a human vampire as opposed to like, you know, a, a bugbear vampire or whatever.
1: Yeah. You um, could even reskin like an Aarakocra as a dampier bat.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I actually had one of those appear in a game pretty much the other day, which, was, which is funny oh. that you should say that. Uh, a giant bat assassin tried to kill one of my players. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there you go. I wish I had this. This would have been helpful jeremy crawford like a yeah. week earlier come on man
1: <laughs> i think it's really cool i well, think look at i that think all three options sound like i like the for instance the dampier still speaking about them i like the spider climb especially yeah. the fact that you can leave at third level you could just walk around while leaving your hands free
2: yeah that's uh, so cool and then that's the vampiric f-
1: bite is really cool as well the the vampiric bite isn't it?
2: epic like that's a really cool little uh, uh gameplay thing though like that's not even like s- like reskinned something else that feels really unique mm.
1: i wonder if vampiric bite would work with would work with monk weapons like would you be able to do because with monk weapons you can then do more damage mm. like as as you gain as you're uh, at least with some kinds, I think it's with all monks, certainly with, uh, the monk that I play Dennis as he, when his martial arts die turned into a D six, all of his daggers did a D six. Sure. And so uh... I'm wondering if that would also apply with the, with the vampiric bite with, as your martial arts die goes up. Cause it's a simple melee weapon. And that's what monks are proficient with. So you might be able to, if it, yeah. assuming that it runs off of decks, which it doesn't specify, um, it doesn't, yeah, it, it spools constitution modifier. So I don't know, but you might be able to make it a monk weapon and therefore do actually more damage and make it even more effective.
2: I mean, it makes, it makes sense. Like, I feel like if you're a monk vampire probably be easier for you to access someone's neck than like you know just like a if you were a, i don't know like a, a cleric vampire or do you know what i mean like i yeah. feel like you'd have a bit more of an ability to act you know to get to someone's neck and therefore do more damage so i mean like i feel like if i was dming i'd be like hell yeah why not yeah, that, would, that, that makes that makes
1: that makes a lot of sense I, th- I think mechanically that's what it seems to indicate and with a paladin yeah. you could smite <sighs> with your bite.
2: Oh, that's it. Now that now that is an interesting question. Like what what you, patron do you have? <laughs>
1: like, I mean, you yeah, you're, all it means is that you just have an extra thing on top. I don't know what deity you're serving. That's but, what I mean. What deity yeah. are
2: you serving that's going to look down at you biting the neck of like another humanoid <laughs> and draining their potentially their lifeblood whatever it may be and just be like yeah,
1: chill. Here's some extra damage. <laughs> I would think a war deity would probably war deities, yeah. deities of death. Yeah. They'd all probably be pretty cool.
2: I mean, like de- yeah, like death. Maybe I feel like war. Even then, I'm like, there's kind of some rules. I feel like ripping the throat out of your one of your allies, but with your own mouth. Well, just might bite be a bit far. Arm.
1: They take the damage yeah, I regardless.
2: Guess. <laughs> I guess in my head I'm just like, in my head I'm like, nah, you gotta go for the neck. You're a vampire. You gotta go for the neck.
1: <laughs> I'm not a vampire. I'm a dampier. I, I'm a dampier. <laughs> so you're a vampire. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
2: I said I'm a dampier. <laughs> I'm pretty much a vampire. That, that, that feels like a key p- Peel sketch. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I
1: mean? <laughs> yeah, it really does. And then like barbarians could do reckless, reckless attack with their bites. Just reckless jumping there. Like jumping in <laughs> mouth first, so uh, you just get clocked
2: in the mouth. That like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just leave yeah. yourself open to get fully. I clocked mean, silent
1: barbarians would then get an extra D six if they bite with that, and that also means you can bite multiple times. To- Wait, does it say that you can only bite once in
2: a turn? Uh, yeah, it right. says
1: natural weapon, proficient. No. oh, you can empower yourself with a bite. A number of times okay equal to your that makes
2: bonus. that makes that makes sense that, that balances sense. out a little bit
1: because then yeah <laughs> I... that, that's a really good attack the to have is, like at low levels
2: this is like probably so basic but i really i just really want to make a dampier rogue like because if you could like heal yourself as well like if you could get in there like do a, a sneak attack or whatever or a, whatever it is and then like heal yourself a little bit leave, you know, bite him, drain a bit of life force, and then get the hell out of there. I'm like, that's pretty spicy. That's yeah. pretty spicy. Like assassinate? Like, like that. Yeah, like you... You assassinate, and then just, you know. Yeah. Drink a little bit of that blood, <laughs> heal yourself <laughs> like a <little> up.
1: Straw. <laughs> and the DM could, like a, a DM could even give you some kind of magical upgrade, because this is not considered a magical attack, which is no. interesting. So that means that you... Think, you think, yeah. You would like... Would you wouldn't be as effective against creatures that resist attacks from non magical weapons, so like an elemental for instance but if you if your d m gave you like a plus one plus one dentures
2: <laughs> you could
1: You could start biting fire elementals and so doing uncool. that damage to the flames.
0: <laughs> I think... just made a vampire so uncool. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give me one second. Yeah. Uh. my plus <laughs> three dentures of dentures. morning. <laughs> yeah, you roll a nat 1 and
2: poof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That honestly sounds hilarious, too, though, because <laughs> you that always really have, does. like, vampires as, like, That's these really incredibly funny. sexy, like, mm. stealthy, yeah. yeah, and then they show up and they just, ah, hey, what are you, ah, oh, oh, sorry, uh, now I do this, just a, just a second, just a second, you're, like, going to pick up, yeah, now um... I will suck your blood, <laughs> 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 Do you have a straw? or maybe um, maybe they're veneers? Because they, it, yeah, the dentures yeah, would need... like replace your actual teeth. They're probably. I just was gonna veneers. say,
2: yeah, you'd need you'd need veneers, yeah, or maybe yeah. you can go to like a go to a, a local city and get like a fang sharpening service. Service, you know, yeah, or a grill. turn your
1: yeah, t- ooh <laughs> a vampire grill. A grill. A vampire grill. Oh, vampire be sick.
2: Have vamp written across <laughs> your like front, or like or damp. I guess would be uh, the version.
1: Across your Damn forehead, bitch. tattooed Damn. across your forehead. Oh Jesus! Just... Oh my God! <laughs> that Jared is a Leto's deep murder. Suicide Squad <laughs> cut. There. I mean, that it would a... fit really. It would fit that really would.
2: well. If if Jared Leto was well, he's actually he is playing a vampire now because he's he? he's in Morbius. The oh, Morbius. Morbius. Um, is he playing Morbius? Yeah. he's playing Morbius. Yeah, he's. They filmed it in Manchester. I actually they made saw. A, oh, I didn't
1: even realize they made a whole Morbius movie.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, no, it's not out yet. I think they're probably delaying it because of uh, you know the coronavirus and the world and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's um, they uh, it's it's they filmed it in Manchester, and I was like, "What the fuck? What happened?" <laughs> like, I just came into... <laughs> I watched football in that pub nat like a few months ago and now it's like some 1940s saloon. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like
3: so weird. Oh wow.
1: I've see, oh, maybe God. I'm wrong. I may not know that much about the character, but my understanding of Morbius was that he was originally a Spider-Man villain. I yeah, guess he is. I guess he's had his own comics, but he's not even one of Spider-Man's most well known. I mean, he's well known, but he's not like super well known. That's really interesting. So he I got think- his own movie.
2: So I think the reason is, I think the reason is, is because uh, this was this is a hangover from before the Sony deal. And Sony basically were just going through and desperately trying to make a film out of any Spider-Man property that they actually had the rights to still. And they had a rights to a bunch of the villains. So that's why they made Venom. That's why they're making Morbius. And I'm pretty sure there was slated, but it's now been removed. A Sand, uh, is it Sandman or whatever it's called? Sandman. Um,
1: oh, okay. yeah. There was
2: gonna there was gonna be a Sandman film as well, but they've I think they've scrapped that. Now they've been bought out by Sony. That that bit of them has been uh been bought out. So
1: you know, people uh, really hate on Spider Man Three with good reason. I understand why, but they I thought that they did a really good job with their depiction of the Sandman.
2: Oh, it looked sweet.
1: Yeah. It looked very sweet. Like the way that his powers worked and even, even his backstory. I, well, I didn't like the fact that he was now the killer who had killed Uncle Ben. That was really annoying. But the, the whole yeah. the sick daughter aspect actually humanized him a lot more. Because in the comics, he's just a dude who robs <coughs> places.
2: Uh, Jeremy, has just, Jeremy has just formed a full on PSA, which is the. And this, I think this goes for DMs as well. If you ever find yourself questioning whether you should like really heavily retcon something because you think you've got a clever idea just check yourself because that was a horrible decision <laughs> like that would say the horrible decision yeah. like i remember being in the film and i was not a critical movie buff thinker at that time like you could have just punched some stuff and shot some webs and i'd have been like i'd have been on board with the film and even i was sat there like
1: no what no just it. it, it wasn't though it devalues like it, what happened earlier. That's what really yeah, that's doesn't what I work mean. about it. If if Peter Parker had never found Uncle Ben's killer in the first Spider-Man movie, mm. it would not need. It would not be nearly as offensive. It would still be annoying for fans of the comics because they'd be like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not what happened." But like in the world <laughs> yeah. of the movie, it <laughs> invalidates what Peter Parker did in the first movie. Yeah, and that's where you really run into problems. I think.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway,
1: yeah, about X Bloods.
2: <laughs> about hex well actually i was going to say one thing that is exciting me about this is that we i think i'm pretty sure during a minisode on our patreon if you want to go and check it out uh we were talking about potential campaigns to run and one of the ones we threw out there was the idea of doing like a bit of a, a villain kind of uh, like the mummy and all that kind of like mm-hmm. i mean it's we kind of got the stuff for it now you, yeah like, you, no have, excuses.
1: you have you <laughs> have let's see you the only thing you're missing really is wolfman i guess because you but, got like, you got your you got your Dracula. Yep. you got your you, mummy you got your frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. uh, so it, yeah
2: i mean there's enough there's enough werewolf like uh, uh content out there that i think you could make you know do a do a, a blood hunter yeah uh, you yeah know, exactly uh, lycanthrope and you've probably got you've probably got everything you need for uh for that um what would what would dracula's class be
1: Mm, uh, he would be a multi-class <laughs> i generally dude. thought you were gonna go like oh, uh, Dracula i think he would be there would definitely be some element of druid because he especially in the book yeah he spends a lot of that time transformed uh he also controls rats and stuff
2: and bats and yeah 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 like yeah the stuff.
1: so there's that and but, you can
2: summon swarms with like some druidic power has
1: like yeah you well there's there's summon spells there's summon spells
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: so he would definitely be part druid he would also be i think rogue
0: and yeah, maybe pretty sneaky. bard
1: cuz he can uh, maybe like glamour bard yes okay, actually yeah, he but... would be glamour bard because there's the whole yeah. thing in the original book where like the there's a part where Jonathan Harker finds him in his coffin uh, when he's still at his castle and he's like looks super bloated because he's been like mm. gorging on blood and stuff. And he's just disgusting. And Jonathan has like a shovel and tries to hit him with the shovel. And Dracula able to like force him to not hit him in the neck, like just with his mind powers, just cause it to glance off and cut his flesh instead. And like blood starts oozing out. So I think there's like an element of like, he makes himself beautiful so that he can influence the minds of others. And that would be like mm. glamour bard mixed with, Probably Shepherd Druid or Moon Druid. Oh probably Moon Druid. druid. I mean Yeah. It's always Moon Druid. It's it's always Moon (laughs) Druid. it definitely be Moon Druid. (laughs) And then probably some some kind of high burst damage thing. So something like a rogue. Because Dracula's not really sturdy but he's very tough to, to
2: well yeah like he's got some very clear weaknesses like yes. some very very clear weaknesses <laughs> but but speaking of those weaknesses one of the things i do actually quite like about this as well is like very very playable flaws um in the 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 dampier's hungers i thought that's kind of cool like i like the idea of having to play that and the you know uh, and it being very uh it can be very different stuff like so uh the options on here are uh and this is not for the faint of hearts apologies if the mention of these words makes you feel weird inside uh blood flesh or raw meat cerebral spinal fluid yeah now have like, a, we have a
1: titan now <laughs> we have a t-
2: that i mean yeah i mean like that one seems kind of um
1: zombie trickier. As well.
2: like that seems trickier i'll be honest <laughs> like you that want seems a, like hard want to crack to... some
1: heads and drink some brain fluids.
2: Like it's gonna be like that vampiric bite. Like you gotta be real specific if you're gonna, like, okay, I need to. I want to get in there to get some of that fluid, but I gotta get the angle right. And I you gotta have get right like, the base yeah, your of teeth the, would be you know, different
1: as well. Your teeth could be different, like teeth that are designed to go through bone instead of teeth that yeah. are designed to just pierce.
2: <laughs> just got little yeah. drill teeth, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like or like little, hyena like, teeth because you know how hyenas have like a really easy time crunching through bone you have some like yeah. hyenas type teeth that you can latch onto somebody's head or like yeah like like um like a mind flayer i mean they eat ah, brains yeah. so they have like that circular lamp ray type mouth Ooh. in there
2: <sighs> oh god that reminds o- me of <laughs> heroes i don't know if anyone's ever watched heroes yeah. i don't know if either of you ever watched heroes mm,
1: i've seen an episode or two <sighs>
2: oh this uh sila like the Honest to god one of the oh, best yeah. bad guys yeah. and like he is yeah. vile uh okay. and he his whole thing is that he can yeah it's a fantastic performance i've seen well, i've his, seen
1: like, scenes i saw at least one scene of him like like moving his finger across somebody's forehead and like removing their skull cap and yeah
2: yeah yeah and then they take a bit of uh, like he takes a bit of the brain and then eats it and then he gets the power because he like knows where the powers are like hidden in someone's like a part of their brain or whatever uh anyway it just reminded me of that but yeah it's it's that's gnarly um (laughs) but then there's also esoteric humors yeah i mean really throwing it back yeah like the four humors I was literally going to say like, yeah. the, you know, the, your warm humors or your, do you know what I mean? Your, yeah. Uh, you, you one of my, one of my favorite. On one Yellow of my bile. Favorite, yeah. What's one of my favorite lines from a from a book. Well, I love this book. Uh, is uh, his warm humors were at a particularly low ebb. I just think what a fantastic way to, to say this guy was kind of fucked up and needed a rest, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's really interesting. I don't know if you guys have looked at like four humors personality theory as well. But, oh, I, have, I don't know
2: that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, know
1: basically, I can't remember what it was. Blood, yellow bile, black bile, and bile what was the other thing. I can't. Was phlegm was well, no phlegm was. Oh. I think one of the bile's. But basically, there's choleric, uh, phlegmatic, sanguine, and melancholic are the four types, the four humors that were thought to have existed. And if one of those were out of balance, it not only could cause physical ailments, but it could also cause mental ailments because there were personality traits that were attached to those specific humors. And so Sanguine was a good example um, actually, there's a really good cracked video on this from years ago, one of their After Hours, one of the earlier After Hours videos, where they talk about how bands of four, like any group of four in fiction, the, the four characters will tend to fit roughly into one of the four humors. So oh. Sanguine is like the fun, energetic, exciting one. So they use the, the Ninja Turtles as an example. So Michelangelo would be the Sanguine one. Choleric is usually moodier, aggressive. It's often associated with anger, which is easily Raphael. Um, Phlegmatic and melancholic, I find a little bit more unclear, but they're both a little bit more laid back. I think in the, I think in the, like in contrast to the more lively, uh, sanguine and choleric, the the other two are much more relaxed. So I guess the warm humors they're talking about would be his warm humors being his his blood and. Whatever col- col- uh, choleric is uh, equivocates to, or um, uh, but they those would have been low because he would have been like he would have lacked life. Yeah. But the other two are like calmer and more measured, and maybe a little bit more depressive um wow. so i am
2: like yeah. i am I, jeremy i am so ready for you to run us like a full uh, uh like 1800s uh frankenstein dracula like that like after hearing you talk about them humors i'm like that it would be a one hell of a fun session like, it's really,
1: really interesting cool. it's really interesting stuff i'm actually That'd doing a campaign similar to that unati's in it
0: yes uh, yeah no, 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 <laughs> that's really been,
1: like yeah, it, it really it we haven't gotten into the the supernatural stuff as much yet, but yeah. it's definitely like it's it's in the pipeline. And this came out just like <laughs> at like the perfect time because it's explicitly gothic stuff. I want to talk about it's the hexblood because the with the hash yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. I like the I like that they're including more just sort of non non- uh, explicitly spell based magic that hags are capable of. Because, you know, storybook hags always have some kind of weird abilities or they can just play a curse on yeah, somebody. do stuff. And yeah. now, <laughs> yeah, now you're just a frog forever, which does exist, but like they give you bad luck or different things like that.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like um, the idea
1: that you can have gained either through like a curse from a hag or any. They have a number of ways, a number of different things listed that you can gain these abilities, such as. Uh, your parents made a bargain with a hag, uh, fake kidnappers swapped you and your parents' child. Um, a, governor, a coven of hags lost one of their members and you were created to replace them. You were cursed as a child, uh, et cetera, et cetera. These are really cool ideas. Um, yeah. but yeah, that you now have fairy blood in you and are just a magical person.
2: Yeah, and you and you have an irremovable living crown on your head. Like, what? That's so <laughs> dope. Like, that's an awesome visual. Yeah. That's such an awesome visual. Uh, I, yeah, I was a big fan of this one as well. I was I was quite a big fan of the idea that this that the hag could kind of take many forms. Do you know what I mean? I think it, I uh, I I was sort of uh rest reticent, reticent, that's what I'm looking for. Uh to think of like just like your classic like oh come over here small child step into my house made of candy or whatever it is you know um uh, and more of the idea that this is like a, a like a fae uh kind of creature that's almost like you know that are sort of so like um controlled i guess by their magic uh and so kind of like warped by their magic and it could take like any form right i just feel like you could really make some fun uh, characters with this and the idea of being quite close to like the hag that made you and you know a bit of a, almost like a bit of a patron like yeah. um, uh, uh, you know like a relationship and uh, and this little box in grey fascinated the shit out of me. I love this The the idea of becoming a hag so the hag can perform a ritual on you if they have your blood and theirs and it's present for the entire ritual. Uh, it's quite a lengthy ritual, it says, but uh, basically, it means that you, and it says right at the end, it says they emerge as a hag NPC no longer in the player's control. Like, holy shit, what a way to kill one of your players. Yeah. Wow. That like, would be. I, I would want wild. the
1: player's consent
2: before, yes! <laughs> before killing no, no, them no. that way. Well, either that or like a uh, very much you know this is yeah. going to
1: happen. If yeah. you
2: do, you know what I mean. Like the the party needs to get there by a certain time, otherwise, you know.
1: That's... <laughs> Instead of being like, "Ha ha, give me that character sheet, tearing it out of their hands, <laughs> just, just
2: yanking it tear out, tear it in hands. half, and like without a...
1: breaking eye contact, just, you're <laughs> a hag now." <laughs> um, I actually talked about my my Feywild setting, and it's really interesting how much of the stuff that I had made up with the hags. Is Mm. present in this. Really? (laughs) The entire one of the, the, at one point the party met a hag and the hag literally gave them, she pulled out a tooth, one of her teeth, Ah. and handed them the tooth as a magic token to give to Baba Yaga as like a sign. Uh, Which is just like, whoa.
2: Um, That's so cool. The magic token thing is, again, a really, really fun little uh, ability. Like, I really like uh very flexible lots of room for uh, to do a multitude of things you could do a multitude of things with that um <clears throat> with that little token um and it's within 10 miles right that you can yeah 10 miles and you can go into a trance for a minute and view what's going on yeah. you know like that's that, that that could have that could that could have some world-breaking ramifications if a player manages to just go I oh, yeah, just drop a tooth and the DM doesn't pick up on it, you know what I mean? Like straight away, and then later the big bad goes back into the room and is doing working on their plans, having a secret council meeting or whatever. And then I'm oh, just gonna have a spy on that meeting, you know? And you, like, there's no
1: there's no scrying orb to see, so like yeah. even somebody with true sight could theoretically uh, miss miss it yeah. completely because it's just tooth. Yeah, it's just like tooth. you I just guess... stick the tooth like in a in a wall and suddenly yeah. you're just you're just sitting there now 10 miles away spying on the whole thing
2: yeah I guess that would be one of the clarifications would be whether is there is like I guess there would be some sort of like magical emanation from or from said tooth
1: but I see um, yeah, I probably would rule that it wasn't just because I, I imagine that you're just on the you're like in the tooth now it's like your consciousness <laughs> is short sure. into the tooth and you're just looking around and you're like ooh <laughs> it turns into inside
2: out and you're just basically just hidden in a little like cubby hole in a tooth
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually another thing in that Feywild setting was that all of the hags were originally created when Baba Yaga pulled out all of her own teeth and like grew them into hags. And like those were that created like the greater hags. So like the hags from like the famous stories. So like Hansel and Gretel and I don't know, the Wicked Witch of the the West and the Wicked Witch of the East and so on and so forth. And Grendel's mom, uh, they were all like in this, in this, setting, descended from mm-hmm. Baba Yaga originally, uh, who had ripped out her teeth. But then to make the rest of the hags, she just pulled off her warts uh, and grew. like. So the lesser hags grew from Baba Yaga's warts and warts. the greater hags grew from her teeth, which is why in this world she has metal teeth, which Baba Yaga has metal teeth.
0: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana,
1: where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience.
0: Download the app or visit carvana.com today.
1: In a lot of stories. So, huh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. You're a, found,
2: you're a true fountain of knowledge, Jeremy. Thank the, you. uh, the, the, the I, I, I would be interested to know. Uh, or I'd be interested for them to like provide some, uh, like s- almost like suggestions for like different types of hags. Like I said, that's the only one that really kind of makes me. Uh, that's the only part of this that makes me go like. I just don't want like everyone to then just play with like classic, like the classic hag. Do you know what I mean? Like the old lady kind of cankered and whatever. Like I just think there would be there's there's got to be more scope for. For for hags in the in this setting, yeah. Um, so that's the only that's the only thing that gives me like pause. This you know is very mean?
1: much like not built for for it. Like, a, well, it's not built as a combat class. It seems or f- combat lineage. It seems to be more of like a an RP lineage because you get disguise self. I mean, hex okay. works, I guess, in combat. Hex is a good spell for combat, but it's disguise self uh, and then the magic token. Neither of these are really combat focused abilities. They're more utility rp focused abilities
2: yeah and you get uh like saving throw against being charmed and stuff like that as well so yeah. again probably more of an rp based thing because not many things try and charm you in the middle of combat so <laughs>
1: yeah. i mean it is done sometimes but i think it most is, people, yeah,
2: I mean, it is done yeah. but it would be more outside of i feel like that you'd, that you'd make use of that
1: yeah um and once again you have uh so for those of you who haven't seen this so the dampier which is the vampire equivalent is both human and undead Humanoid and, excuse me, humanoid and undead, then uh, Hexblood is fey and humanoid. So you, I wonder how that would then affect situations. Does it say if a spell reacts differently to two different groups? Like, for instance, uh, uh, Hallow, oh, could you ban somebody? Could you ban a Hexblood or a Dampier from entering an an area that's been hit by the, the Hallow spell? Because you can, like, I think you can bar Fay or Undead from entering.
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. Because it, it very specifically says that, like, uh, for something like Cure Wounds, where it wouldn't affect you if you were Undead, but it would affect you as a humanoid... Uh, then uh, it does have an effect on you because you're a humanoid. Yeah. So I would say if any part of you is fake, yeah, and yeah, there is it there's a spell says, which very specifically says.
1: Yeah, it says no if an effect works on at least one of a creature's type, that effect can work on that creature. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So it's got its pluses and minuses. Yeah, I've just got some heavy minuses in there for sure. <laughs> of
2: like, yeah, you can't enter or if someone just casts C undead or whatever, it's like you're going to glow like a friggin' orb. Oh. But like, if you're playing as a damn peer. Yeah, paladins like... are going to have
1: an easy time yeah. <laughs> finding you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and killing you, probably, given that most of them have some sort That's of true. like... true, they get pluses against, against undead. Undeads, then, you know... Uh, yeah,
1: that means that protection be... from good and evil can work against you as well. Mm, mm, oh wow! Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's the reborn, which is our Frankenstein monster slash zombie, I guess equivalent. Well, slash the mummy.
2: could also, yeah, the dampier could also be a bit of uh, a bit of z- zombie, I think, as well. because yeah. it very specifically says that raw meat. you know if 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 it's like raw meat and you know, I think there's there's potential for zombie yeah. there. But yeah, the I think I think the reborn might actually be my favorite. I think it's really cool. I think it's really, really cool. And what an awesome way to bring back a dead art, like a dead PC. Oh, they've like, been resurrected by
1: some kind of yeah. mad scientist.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool would that be? Because it very specifically says it can be like a ritual thing that they're raised from the dead, but still bear the scars of how they died. It can be a, uh, you know, like you said, like mad scientists, like pieced back together and given them a bolt of, you know, lightning or whatever. Um uh and then, so this is the this is a wild thing and i i 'd love to know what you guys think. I think this is like that would actually work so well for the Wagadu setting, uh which is this knowledge of from past life ability
3: mm-hmm. uh, down at
2: the bottom, which basically says you temporarily gain sporadic glimpses of the past, uh perhaps a faded memory from ages ago or a previous life. When you make an ability check that uses a skill, you can add a d six. Uh, to the number that you roll uh, for that check. You can use this uh, ability equal to your proficiency bonus, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a really cool uh, uh, little ability for anyone. I think like that should just be a feat of anyone, you know, say you're Luxon Reborn, uh, like in the Wild Mount where you've lived many previous lives or whatever it may be. I mean, that's a really cool uh, uh, little, little thing to uh, to add on. And I think that could work perfectly in Wagadu as yeah. a way of being like, Let's see if I've ever done this before. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's see if my muscle memory will kick in, sort of thing. And because that's kind of what happened with Muti and Onegin already, right? Like, yeah, in the sense that like Muti's like muscle memory kicked in with the whole uh, with the silver tongue thing, and mm-hmm. he sort of gained a, a a bit more of a proficiency in deceiving people. <laughs> yeah, uh, it,
1: which is it's, it's, it's you know? it, a lot of this almost seems like they read Wagadu and took a little <laughs> bit of even the yeah. use of even the use of the word lineages.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jeremy Crawford's been listening to Three Back Half Links, personally. I think that's what's done it for him.
1: That's what it is. He's a
2: big fan. That, he's a big fan. Shout out to Jeremy Crawford if you're listening. Yeah. Um, we'll get you on the <laughs> thanks show. Eventually. For, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, uh, I love that maybe. you can be humanoid as well as construct or undead. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's basically it's the Frankenstein linear it's the frankenstein i feel i feel like we should make it cl- i feel like uh, obviously a lot of this is gonna get edited out but we should definitely say for anybody listening the reason unati is not talking right now is because she literally is not able to like join the conversation technologically.
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 Yeah. i think we like well, i will like we can definitely make that she has left
1: clear. multiple times and had to reach well draw it's been dropped multiple times yeah um it's it's technical issues folks uh speaking of i'm jumping back to the reborn i really like the extra abilities that they have um sp- such as the
2: that's my those benefits yeah.
1: yeah the advantage on saving throws against disease and being poisoned mm. resistance to poison damage you have advantage on death saving throws you don't need to eat drink or breathe and you don't need to sleep yeah. and cannot be put to sleep and you only this is explicitly because obviously with with elves people will say yeah. that they only need to trance for four hours, which in reality, what that means is they they only need to be on or be semi-conscious for four hours, but they're still mm. supposed to take another four hours of just not really doing anything. So their long yeah, rest yeah, yeah, is yeah. still technically supposed to be eight hours. This is explicitly a four-hour long rest.
2: So I'd be interested to know, if one of your players wanted to become like a dampier, or a Hexblood, or um, a Reborn, Reborn, sorry, uh, i'd be interested to know how you would handle stripping them of all um all the advantages they might have of their their the race or species because also yeah. they wouldn't just again it's a bit different with the reborn i feel like that that still is fair enough like if someone literally puts you back together you might not have the same attributes that you once <laughs> had do you know what i mean that's yeah. that's fair but with the dampier um and uh and the hex blood there's no real reason you would lose any of that so like
1: Yeah, I could see losing some of the magical stuff. So, like how how gnomes can talk to animals. I think forest gnomes can talk to animals. I I can see losing that. Or you, could even, you
2: could even change it out right you could even be like you could talk to like you know you could you talk could, to rats you,
1: you can only you, like, talk to like rats and bats and wolves yeah or, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. or like
2: you could talk or you could do like you can do like minor speak with dead where you can only speak to like non-humanoids like do you know what i mean like, yeah. a, like a, so like if there's like a dead rat you could
1: like what happened here and the rat could say <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> i need to see quickly is there a dead rat anywhere anywhere find, I, can also find speak, dead rat. I can also speak to dead wolves dead bats uh dead maggots do we have any dead flies? Locusts. Are there any dead locusts? Um I yeah, I would probably I would be judicious, I think. I would be I especially since this is UA, but even so, like I I change things in my games all the time if it just mm-hmm. if it makes more sense. And so I I would probably look specifically at what their racial abilities are and say which of these would you be likely to keep, if any? Because some of them, I don't know, I'm trying to think, dwarves normally get proficiencies with some things. You'd probably keep your, I mean, you'd keep your proficiencies, because you were proficient with those things already. Why would you yeah, suddenly you now that you have become, yeah, you wouldn't lose your proficiencies. Um, the resistance to poison, I'm not sure. Because like uh most dwarves, I think get a resistance to poison. I'm not sure if if I would have them keep that, sure, really, I feel like the vampire should be immune to poison, but the thing is, at the same time, in some stories, when vampires like are drink blood that is tainted by some kind of disease or poison, they can still be negatively affected so yeah, illyrian yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. if the person's had loads of illyrian, that usually has a negative impact on vampires in most yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure that poisoning somebody's blood. Well, I think that may happen in interview with the vampire. Does, don't they do that? Yeah, they do poison somebody's blood. Yeah,
0: what is it, dead man's blood? In yeah, I'm, you can't drink dead man's blood if you yeah, yeah, dead yeah, man's yeah, blood. It, it has to be blood. like a
1: living. And
2: I give. I think they yeah, yeah they give They give them. They give him blood that is from a dead body.
1: And yeah, and he, right. Yeah,
0: good old Anne Rice. Um. They're
2: good, a great, a great vampire movie. I will live and die, but like, I really, Love Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise being, like, sexy, sort of, whatever. I'm like, hell yeah. I was so on board with that film. I really didn't expect to be.
0: Yeah, yeah I, enjoy, it I enjoyed Some, the some of the
1: most They've, fun yeah. Tom Cruise has ever had, I think, in a movie. Just oh. watching his performance. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. they stripped a lot uh, of the history out of the book, but it still functioned as a film.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um,
1: I'm gonna have to read that book sometime I've heard the books are really good yeah they really are I'm still a fucking massive Anne Rice nerd I love it. I love it so much <laughs> I think <laughs> I've read amazing.
0: every single one except for Merrick just can't find a decent copy oh anyway yeah
1: yeah there's a lot of them when I looked it up I remember when I watched the movie I looked up the series and I was like oh yeah there's a whole bunch of these there's she's all been going about- for a while yeah,
0: And they've been like teasing us with like a potential of a TV series of the Vampire Chronicles for like the last like six years They've just been like green lighting it and then fucking If
1: you were going to do a away. Wiz of the Rings for Interview with the Vampire just off the top of your head who <laughs> would you... Can we throw in the Wiz of the Rings theme? Yeah, Can we... yeah, yeah, let's do it
0: Oh my God, Lestat needs to be charisma personified. Ooh, Lestat? Okay. I've got one.
2: Mahershala yeah. Ali, I think, could do an incredible vampire. But
0: he's got Very blade covered.
1: Smooth. Oh, you should have. We-, we gotta have Wesley Snipes. Wesley In Snipes got to a comeback. Is Antonio Banderas is he the leader of like the the vampires yeah, that we meet?
0: Yeah, he um he's the leader and uh,
1: he's Armand. Have, um, have that be Wesley Snipes now? That's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, I'm <that's> totally <laughs> Wesley Snipes. <laughs>
0: Lestat is hard because it's got to be what a character Lestat's really hard it's it's so it's so wild that Tom Cruise
2: has managed to because I think before he did that and like knowing him now I think if you were to do this film again I don't think you'd in a in a million years cast Tom Cruise in that role no like I in
0: the nineties it's kind of like what yeah I mean he 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 did a good, he did a great job it like it worked but it's just it's just, it's just not my list. but like it's really hard to cast him because he's a massive rock star obnoxious Leo energy person. Like the prince the, the vampire prince. Like he's like like silver spoon all the way up his ass.
1: You know who I would cast? Hit us with it. Nicholas Cage. Oh
0: god, no. <laughs> no. I would actually tear my own eyes out. I'm uh unfortunately Nicholas
2: Cage can't enter the Wizard of the Rings conversation yes, because uh, um, he is lacking in melanin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nicholas
2: Cage in blackface.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, <laughs> Don't tempt him. Uh, yeah, please don't do it, that, Nicholas Cage. Please don't do that. We will understand Beggy. the reference please. and
2: we don't want it.
1: Yeah, please don't ever, do, ever do that. We do <laughs> yeah. um, John Boyega would make a pretty good uh, Brad Pitt's character, I think. If yes. you want him to be yeah. relatively... Louis, right? Louis is his name? Louis, Louis yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. de Pont de Lacte. I think. Similar. Louis. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call They're him reluctant. Louis. Uh, reluctant. We'll I, yeah.
1: I think we always have to cast John Boyega. I think Lupita Nyong'o would be a good Lestat, uh, because we also always have to cast her. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, she would no.
0: actually. I can't she think would, of any men who can job. nail would the character. Be... Denai Guerrero would absolutely destroy oh, it as well. Denai Guerrero would like, be an
1: incredible. Oh, dude, Billy Porter. Yeah, oh. Billy Porter would rip that role up. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, he would do yeah. a really good job with that character. Um, yeah. If you wanted to go younger. He was, he was on a sitcom and then he, he did a really good, I saw him do a really, really good performance of Poor Unfortunate Souls. He was like, he wanted to be in a production of The Little Mermaid. um, I cannot remember um, that actor's name, but um, he would be really good. He
0: plays Titus Andromedon in, 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 in the, in the the adventures of Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's who it is. I'll look
1: him up real quick. Uh... Titus Burgess? Is that who you're talking about? No, the character's really? name is Titus Andromedon. Um... Yeah, I think Titus Andromedon
2: is played by Titus Burgess. Oh, Titus Burgess. Burgess. You're absolutely
1: right. Titus Burgess. Burgess. Yeah, he would yeah, be you're really right. good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think his name is Titus. I think he would yeah, do a really good he'd job. He'd be great. I love him. I don't know whether he's potentially a bit
2: old, just because obviously they have to be uh, pretty young, like by virtue of, you know, but I think Jamie Foxx would kill it as Lestat.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. He would.
2: I
0: think he Jamie doesn't look Fox old. Some... The thing is, he doesn't no, look he doesn't old. Look He's got, got
1: old. the black don't crack benefit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They he also don't really have that. to be really young. Um, in the movies, they kind of tend to age them down a lot. Like, there's a load of them who are actually like grown ass men who were turned when they were 45, just like 500 years okay. ago. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're grown. Fair.
1: <laughs> you know who, if, if he had not died, who I really would have liked to see give a shot at Lestat would be uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah,
0: yeah I
1: think I was, he I would do thinking. a really. I think it would be really interesting to see him do a part like that. Either him or Louis, honestly. Mm. Either Lestat yeah. or Louis, I would. I would absolutely watch that.
0: Yeah. yeah. What about Claudia? Uh, Claudia is so irritating. What? What lovely? Uh, sorry, just as a character. Li- is she the little girl? Is she She's the, the, the little Justin girl Dunst She's, character? She just. Uh, she annoys me so much. <laughs> Um. Yeah. What about the girl who's in Blackish? She plays the the young the, the youngest sister. Um. Hang
1: on. Is I'll she a little creepy? In.
0: She <laughs> is a little creepy. Though. The character that she plays creepy? is really creepy. Um. In Blackish, I as mean, well, hey,
1: she's the <laughs> um, that. If she can, well, that's uh, that's the main thing I remember about Kirsten Dunst is that she's this adorable little creepy child. Oh, it's it's that, yeah,
0: really yeah. It's
2: really creepy.
0: Um Messiah Martin, like she's like the youngest exec. Like she just she hit like the top list of the youngest execs on Forbes. She's in, it's wow. an it's insane career. How old is she? She's like I mean she started the show and she was like ten or something. I think she's like thirteen now, like bossing it. I'm like wow, okay. thirteen,
1: too old. Get her out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh,
0: um, she could probably nail it. i Sixteen sure. now.
1: <laughs> Sixteen is actually. Yeah, you lose the old. creepy child. But factor. she,
0: but she looks really. She looks really young. Like if you look at images of her, I still think she looks fucking twelve. <laughs> like she looks really young.
2: Wait, apparently, uh, uh oh, is Christian Christian Slater is in this movie? I need to find out who Christian Slater plays so that I can. Christian like... Slater,
1: isn't he the guy who's giving the interview? <laughs> He's the, he's, oh, the is he? he's the guy giving the interview, oh, right? Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah he is, he is, he is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah he is, he's the
1: guy. He guy. gets attacked by by Lestat by the at the end, uh, and then they play the for some I I oh God, he gets t- I don't by Louis. like yeah. I, I like the band Guns N' Roses, but why did they play the Guns N' Roses version of "Sympathy with the Devil"? Like it's not any better than the Rolling Stones version. I don't.
2: I'm... That is honestly a question you're going to have to take up with the director of that movie. I yeah. could not tell you why. <laughs> Tandy Newton, she can stay. She can just yeah, stay she in the did. film. She right. Um, Tandy Newton Tandy Newton is fantastic. Like, I don't know if you guys have been watching Westworld. Like, oh, man, she's so good and she's so terrifying. Just a big fan of Tandy Newton.
1: Like, ooh, she can just carry ooh, it on. Me. Ooh, an interesting You just reminded me. Um... Tessa Thompson and Janelle Monae would be a very interesting oh, alternate pear. casting.
2: Wow! Yeah, Janelle Monae as uh, Lestat, right? And then Tessa Thompson as Louis. Wow! Oh, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, that, I would watch the hell out of that. That would be that'd be so good. That'd be so good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this actually really reminds me of uh, uh, Jade told me about a, an Oliver Twist film that they've made. Uh, and it's like the exact opposite of what we do with Wizard of the Rings. I was just like, why? It's like an old, it's just, it's just all of a twist, but set in modern age, with just, it, the, the cast is like, it's got like Rita Ora in it, and Jude Law's son, and it's just like, why? <sighs> why? <laughs> How
0: are those people just, gonna draw just, anyone to the cinema just, anyway? There's... Who the hell is Jude Law's son?
2: I think Le- Le- Lena Headley's also in it. She's playing Bill Sykes, but oh as a wow, lady, that's it, interesting. I mean, that could be. I feel fun. like she could like do her. a good job at yeah. that part. She's
0: good.
2: She's really good. She'd do a great job. But I, but but the but but the sort of the rest, I was just like Rita Aura plays. Oh, she's I think Nancy? Is playing Dodge. Her character's oh, name so is she's Dodge.
1: The artful Dodger.
2: Yes. Yeah, so that's why I mean that's the tone of the film. You can understand now where my where my reticence mm. comes from. I'm like Rita Aura playing okay. Dodge. I mean,
1: hmm, it, okay. I get, like, I'm trying to think through if I was going to do a modern version of Oliver Twist, which I really don't know why you would, but.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I don't it understand. Was... The whole film is kind of like the context. You
1: need the context of the industrial era, right? Like, Yeah. Although the just, thing like, is, it has some urban centers yeah. are still like that. So I maybe would just. Sure. Like, there are definitely sure. places on Earth that you could do that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's London with Rita Ora
1: though. <laughs> no, I would not put it in London. I wouldn't put it in London. <laughs> I just, I just don't <laughs> Rita Ora of all people. I just don't
2: understand. Like it's
1: it's we've done Oliver Twist so many times. But Jasper, it hasn't been done in since what? When was the last time we did a a proper Oliver twist? I'm going to look up yeah. a list of Oliver Twist adaptations and see. And also, I'm actually, and also I'm it hasn't been done
0: with Rita Ora and...
1: There was, a, to- there was a 2005 film. <laughs> and, there was a 2007 oh, miniseries. You know... Uh, I'm guessing...
2: There's a 2000... There's a 1000... 1000?
1: <laughs> they went powerful. back in time. <laughs> and I did an adaptation <laughs> in the dark ages.
0: Yeah, it's just as bad as, like, Emma or another, Jay- or another Jane Austen oh, if I see one more of them. 2020- Michael Caine as Fagin?
1: That dude's, like, 88.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember Michael Caine giving an interview where he's like, yeah, I
1: can't really, like, I start to struggle remembering lines. I'm like, is this guy going to be doing four <laughs> musical numbers? 87, excuse me. I just <laughs> looked it up. He's only 87.
2: He's only 87. But I'm like, Are you going to really make Michael Caine get up and do, like, Fagin? Like, Whoa. gotta pick a pocket or two? Like, come on, let's just go easy on the man. <laughs> Let him
0: be. He's he's done the thing. Let him enjoy his life.
1: Yeah. Why is everybody... Why why is the Artful Dodger an adult in this version? It is... It, it, Oliver Twist is an adult. Oliver Twist is like 20-something. Why? <laughs>
0: I I, you. It's trying to be hip. It's trying to be cool. It's trying to be sexy. That's what's going on here, and it's failing. So they That's kept awful.
1: the name Oliver Twist. They kept the name yep. Oliver Twist. But now Bill Sykes up. is just Sykes. The Artful Dodger yep. is just Dodge. Dodge. Yeah. And apparently, there's no Nancy. We've cut oh, they
0: just called it Twist.
1: No, yeah, no, Nancy. Uh, Nancy is
2: called Red. I believe her character is called Red. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Why? I think that it's is going to be know Is it her is. hair colour? I think, well yeah, because Nancy's supposed to have red hair isn't Did it? they just oh, reduce right, this the... lady to her hair colour?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a thrilling modern day take On Charles Dickinson's novel As a gang of street hustlers Oh, we're doing it street Nah. I have ver very, 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 very low expectations. Can we live react to the trailer? Let's do a, li-
2: let a three three black halflings react. I'm going to play this trailer for us right now. Yeah. Uh, Can you see this? You go. Yeah. Here we go.
1: Oh, wow. This is a very different <laughs> take.
0: I knew it. <laughs> Sexy. This Guys. is like the
1: Suicide Love Squad. <laughs> oh, my God. They just turned this into a hack- to a heist movie. Okay, but guys, this isn't Oliver Twist,
0: though. This is not Oliver Twist. This is a very different Oliver Twist. They Dickens. really did a twist is, on
1: Oliver Twist.
0: Just say you made another movie. Call it something else. This is not Oliver Twist.
1: I will say right now, it, on its own merits, it might be a perfectly fine little action heist movie.
0: Yeah, but, but it's yeah, not Oliver The issue Oliver is the twist. Oliver
1: Twist connection. They, what, they're, what they have done <laughs> is taken... A, a a heist a basic heist movie from what i can tell and they just reskinned it with oliver twist i don't even know if this was originally conceived as an oliver twist i mean maybe it was but like from what it looks like it doesn't look like it very many actual elements of the source novel have been carried over to the to where the film is, can I have so
0: help, please, sir? like where is it where
1: yeah the whole point about oliver twist the whole point about oliver twist is that the industrial revolution was horrible for poor people especially I mean, like marginalized people like orphans and homeless people and women like that's the point of oliver twist but and there's this like is, this pure-hearted little orphan yeah. in a horrific world trying to survive i mean this is not this is not bad people doing backflips mm. This is like the Goodfellas version of that, (laughs) where like poverty, poverty and stuff is really fun and like crime is just a good time, Um, which I mean, in Goodfellas, the whole point of Goodfellas is it is really fun if while you're doing it, but it's also horrible and it destroys you. Uh, Mm. The point of Mm. this does not this does not seem to have the same (laughs) through line. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. Well, uh anyway, I mean I feel great about what we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That, that was a lot of fun. That was very fun. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it'll be a good movie, but I very much enjoyed <laughs> watching the trailer. <laughs>
2: And so we thought we would end out this uh, episode as we we, uh, had some people to shout out, uh, some uh, wonderful friends uh, of uh, Atuk, some lovely people uh, in the community uh, that we wanted to say a special uh, hello to and uh, prompt all of you wonderful listeners to go and check out some more of their uh, stuff. And at the end, we will announce some winners for our competition, a little giveaway of some Black Lives Matter dice. So make sure you stick around. Uh, Right to the end, and we'll reveal who has won.
1: Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you had some people you wanted to shout out, I do believe. Yes, yes. So, uh, this is, uh, I figured I would do like a, uh, I would hit a, I would would do kind of a blunderbuss shot here, um, and plug an article uh, from the strategist, uh, nymag.com, this is, one hundred and seventy-four ways to donate in support of Black Lives and communities of color, and oh. uh, as you scroll down, there are a series of a hundred and seventy-four different funds there's victim funds there are bail funds there are mega funds that I believe will uh, it says single donations can be split between multiple organizations with the ability to adjust what goes where community restoration organizations and funds uh, organizations and funds so communities helping to uh help or excuse me organizations and funds that are helping to rebuild and improve uh marginalized communities there's community enrichment organizations listed uh there are youth-oriented community organizations they got everything you can fit so many charitable organizations in this baby you won't believe it you won't Uh, believe it folks you won't believe it. Uh, hopefully we can include the, the link here. But yes, by absolutely. all means, they got they even got policy reform organizations, the people who are trying to affect the laws themselves. Uh, they got everything. They got police reform uh, organizations, incarceration reform organizations. It's, the, the list goes on and on. It's uh, an absolute smorgasbord.
2: That is absolutely fantastic uh, and a, a fantastic thing to shout out because I think uh, a lot of the time when um, hard, you know, th- these we have these difficult times, it, it, even just having places where you can go and... Um, Ha- either have discussion or find discussion on these topics tends to make me feel a bit better i like to sort of try to educate myself so i can feel a bit more like i uh, understand what's going on more fully uh, and so i definitely counsel anyone like if you're struggling with stuff that's happening in the world even if you don't have like the uh, ability to donate to charities or you know if you if if uh, you're not financially in that position uh, even just educating yourself on these sorts of things is really really good especially reform i find uh, things like that are really important and people really need to educate themselves on what we can do um on, a, on even a local level to to improve uh, everyone's life and move things forward. So uh, that was a really fantastic thing to shout out, Jeremy. And we will absolutely have the uh, link to that in the episode notes. Uh, Marvellous. And so now it's about that time that we go ahead and draw some winners of some Black Lives Matter dice before we close out. So uh, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who sent us in a friend of a Took submission. There has been so many fantastic uh, submissions and it has been uh, really, really fun. So our first winner is megumi from twitter who made us a japanese poem it written, wrote it in japanese just for the three back halflings Whoa. it's amazing is it a haiku so, it's It's. Oh, i will find it now because it is very very cool uh it is a uh it is a waka, an old japanese short poem and it translates into when three black halflings gather, it's a party that even a Took would be jealous of.
1: Oh, that is uh, awesome! And, uh,
2: and there is a uh, and there is a picture. Uh, I will I'll quickly show you guys now. Uh, there is a picture here where you can see uh, the actual poem Whoa. itself. Uh, and uh, so, yes, go and uh, so congratulations. Uh, to Megumi for winning a set of Black Lives Matter dice. We will be in contact with and get those dice out to you as quickly as possible. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Uh, and... Another drum roll. Hold on. Another drum roll. It makes a really loud noise. I'm going to take my headphones off. It's... Miss Umvuba, which uh, let me just get this Yay, the details of this one. Silly. Here we go. Uh yeah, it is, it is, it is from Dum Dum Die. Uh who did hey. an amazing post on Instagram for us. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so uh I'll let you Nazi know, so get in contact with you and get you out. Uh we can we can then get you out your Black Lives Matter dies. And last but not least, our final one, drum roll, please. It's the bearded monk! Yay! Yay. Such a fantastic supporter of the show. Is always sharing us on Twitter and always engaging in conversation, uh, and just all round being uh, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic person. Um, True friend. And, of uh, it. Uh, a true friend of a took and as always has been asking for so long to play a game with us. I think we're gonna have to. We're gonna, it's gonna have to happen now because he's gonna have some black lives matter dice. It's just got to be. It's just gonna have to happen. We, we've got to do it. We've just got to do it. Mm. We've got to do it. Uh, this was so much fun. Uh, I want to do a quick shout as well to D and D hoops who uh, hula hooped a, a ring. Uh, uh, hula hoop uh, for each um, uh, halfling, uh, whilst listening to Three Black Halflings, and posted a video of her doing that on on Instagram. That was amazing. Whoa! Um, I gotta see this. There were so many. There were so many. It was awesome. Um, Kate, she drew a diverse range of crocodiles for us on Twitter. Oh, big fan yes. of that. Um, that was like the dumbest joke I've ever made. Thank you so much for <laughs> validating me, Kate. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole host of people. Um, Liam, big shout out to Liam who's been slowly indoctrinating his uh, uh, partner whilst were they in a car going for long journeys together he's just been subtly putting it on and now she's like oh could we listen to that show and he's like oh what that, that show yeah sure no worries no yeah totally fine <laughs> yeah of course i'll put it on uh and he's using it as a way to slowly get her involved in D, so that one day she will play with him so liam play in the hope- long game yeah, playing that long game and using using us as a tool for that. And I am, I am so here for it. And then finally, we just had an incredible entry by the unbelievable Ariadna, who's been a friend of the show for so long, since like the very, very beginning. I think uh, she actually did our first ever piece of fan art and she has done us a poster for the Cub and the Caterpillar and it slaps. It's so, so good. Thank you, Ariadna. You are incredible. Everyone go and check out this poster because it it rocks. It totally. Rocks. Uh, so thank you to everyone who entered our uh, friend of a took competition. You are all legends. Uh, we really, really appreciate your support and sharing the show. Please continue to do so, uh, as it helps us grow and find new halflings. And uh, I believe that's about everything for this week, guys. So um, I think we should we should say uh, so long, Shire folk.
1: Yeah, so long, Shire folk.